Another amazing episode of Cross Culture. I almost missed a beat. You did almost, almost. but you caught yourself, <laughs> and that is what's important. Yes, yes, yes. I am Erica Mona. And I'm Damio. And this week we are joined by a very fabulous guest. Special guest. Hello, hello. Special guest. We sounding good on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. What's giving? This is a special friend, special guest. We've been college friends. Wow, when did we graduate from college? 2015. 2016. 2016. Ooh. Yeah, 2016. So five years. Well, I, I was 2015. Uh, but you walked 2016. It's okay. Sure. You know. Sure. But yeah, we've been friends for a while now. Yeah, Look at us. Time. We're here. Yes. Tell us, um, Ashley, what do you do? Introduce yourself a little bit. Hey, guys. My name is Ashley. Um, most call me Cash. Um, I am a personal trainer. I have a brand called Cash Malone Fitness. Um, I've been involved with that for about four years now. It's my passion. I just love health. That's all I just care about. Um, I graduated with my um, degree in public health, but ever since then, I've just been into fitness. Yes, and yes, I yes. Today, okay, yeah. she's the fitness girl. All right. Yes. Yes. Getting bodies together. Yes. Since yes. The old nine in the two thousands. <laughs> the nine nine in the two thousands. But today, she's gonna join us, and she's gonna give us life and personality as we yes. get into the hot. hot, hot. Hot topics. What's first on the list, Tommy? So I don't know if this is a Chicago thing. I'm gonna assume it's a Chicago thing. But in Chicago, there's this restaurant called Steak 48, right? And maybe if you don't live here, let me just give you a little bit of background of Steak 48. It's exactly what it sounds, a steak restaurant, mm-hmm. maybe a little bourgeois, depending on who it's you like are. Like Fogo de Chao uh, kind of that realm, vibe. maybe Fogo de Chao. Have you guys those been there Brazilian steak I houses. have been there before. It's okay. I've been there before. It's all, it's all right. The food is okay? It's okay. Okay. Well, it's okay. So what's, what's going on with them? So you guys, um, Steak 48 has decided to implement a new um, set of rules. So, you know, all of social media has been an uproar about this. So this is their new dress code. Um, sweatsuits or workout attire, which include running gym shoes, sports bras, heavy lifted, hooded shorts, yoga or workout pants. No drip fit. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they say drip. That shit's funny as hell. And drip fit is polo style shirts. Ah, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. No polo style drip shirts. Exception, non-athletic material shorts are allowed for men and women and must come down to the mid-thigh. Um, you know, it's a lot of stuff about their clothing. Any clothing that is excessively revealing and shows overly bare midriff or excessive cleavage. Um, no bustier tops, uh, corsets, bandeaus. Um, no clothing emitting offensive odors such as excessive perfume, cologne, tobacco, marijuana. All hats for gentlemen guests. 
um, ball cap styles for hats for women, bandanas worn as headwear. Footwear is required, but there are no restrictions on footwear. Um, the list does kind of go on, basically. So basically, come in and come with formal shoes. wear. Come in formal wear. Come with the shoe. Now, people are saying that this is anti-black. Do you guys think that? No, I think that black people need to stop associating themselves with hood shit. Because, you know, uh, another thing, they did mention yoga, yoga pants. And we know that's a white girl thing. Mm -hmm. You know, white girls go anywhere and everywhere with their yoga pants and their sports bra. You know, um, you do see white men also smell like heavy cigars, you know, um, heavy colognes as well. So I do think it's a mix. I don't, I mean, when they say drip fit, you know, that language. Okay, yeah, I think that is, you know, tear towards black people and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think with this one, you know, with it being so explicit and down to the T, I think Mm -hmm. it's a little bit for, you know... Um, black and white people. And, you know, I think if, just if you think about restaurants, there's certain restaurants that you know that you can't dress anywhere, anyhow to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't dress anyhow to certain restaurants, whether you're black or white or whatever. Like, if it's if it's a top-tier, five-star, you know, restaurant in some special location, common sense would tell you, like, you don't fit in by I you wearing... Agree. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't really think it's just towards black people. I don't know. I think that people... Um I say, let me speak for our black community because I can't speak on other communities. For us, I feel like there's too many instances where we want to be able to do hood shit everywhere outside the hood. And it's like, the fact of the matter is, that's why it's not the hood because you can't bring this type of shit there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can't want to get out of certain environments but then bring all parts of the environment with us. Mm -hmm. You know, ain't nobody saying like, switch up when you get money, but also just understand... In regular societal so, norms, and really, you really mm-hmm. shouldn't be smelling like weed everywhere mm-hmm. you go. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I agree. I think that people, most people don't understand that there's a time and a place mm-hmm. for certain things. And um, even beyond that, I, I do think that this whole, like, um, you know, anti-black or just, like, trying to exclude black people, it's kind of almost crossing a line in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. We at State 48. State 48 is downtown. Is in a very luxury area. Dress appropriate. I just feel like simple. you should want yeah. to look the part to come into a restaurant where you're spending, definitely your bill is going to be $100 minimum. So you want to be able to look like what you're eating and what you're what spending. And it is what they yeah. added to it. They did say it was $100 minimum gratuity. I just feel yeah. like it's all upscale restaurants. Yeah. They're just trying to keep their uh, image. Exactly. I, I definitely the food might yeah. not be that great, but it's all the image. It's an image. Quick story. I was driving downtown and um, the line to, you know, this luxury store like Louis Vuitton was like super long. Mm-hmm. And oh. you saw people like with... Saggy pants, gee, looking a hot, gee, you could just tell they got the stimulus check. Looking a hot mess, you just like, like you going in at about a Louis belt. That's it. You don't know what's for the spring catalog, what's for the fall catalog. Gee, like. like I wouldn't. I feel like as you said, it's a time and place. Certain stores I won't walk in. Like then that makes them suspicious of you. Like yes, you dress like this, and if you, you wearing sweatpants, bummy down, whatever look you got going on, I promise you, you should not be buying no Gucci belt. You should not. You should not. And it's not designer sweatpants. Thank you. You shouldn't be spending your money on a Gucci G- belt. Even they if look it's dirty. designer sweatpants, it's sweatpants. G- and that's another thing, too, we got to learn. Just because it's designer, don't make it appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of my biggest pet peeves, this is on a tangent now, but I cannot stand when I go to funerals and people just be wearing Jordans and, like, or, like, when I go to weddings and people wearing Jordans, G. It's a funeral. Why? Come on now. Like, this is not that type of event to me. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, 
don't come for me don't come to my wedding in Jordan. yeah and I'll it's also that. saying that as black people are we saying that this is just what i mean we all have our style you know the certain mm-hmm. the styles that's like locate i located for black people we know this is what black people wear whatever right but are we saying this is just our look you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Saggy pants and marijuana, you know, is, is, this, is this what our look is? You know, really? You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, we're also putting ourselves down in a way too. like, damn, they say we can't do this. Now, there are certain clubs that do too much, you know. For sure. I was going to say, sure. we, we can't sit here and act like there aren't places yeah. in Chicago or just you know, anywhere else that just discriminates against black people yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah. for but, sure. you know, the line is definitely crossing line. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, but moving on to the next thing. So states have now been offering big prizes for those who are vaccinated. Even companies are now doing the same thing. Um, so states, um, companies like Kroger and CVS Health, they will begin to give um, a prize for those who get vaccines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kroger Health giveaway will include five $1 million payouts and 50 chances to win free groceries for a year. Oh. Yep. Um, so, you know, people are saying, is this right or is this mm-hmm. wrong? You know, are they forcing people to get vaccinated, you know, by giving away this giveaways? Because, of course, who doesn't want free groceries? I want free groceries. Groceries are I want to be in a lottery. I want scholarship money. I want all of that. Okay. So do you guys think that they are, in a way, forcing people to get vaccines? Or is this encouraging people to get vaccines? The public health professionals. I was going to say, an incentive in public health, we always offer incentives okay. <laughs> to get people to come out to do things that we need them to do to better the public yeah. health. Mm-hmm. So, no, this to me, is it's not by force. Like, what? where's the force? Yeah. We're true. telling you, hey, you do this, we got you on this prize. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's no force there. I agree. I think it's also encouraging. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, everyone has their views on vaccines. You know, not everyone believes in it or feel like it's necessary. I actually just got my second dose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you do, I, it was a TikTok that I watched and this person said that, you know, you wear a seatbelt. Yeah, a seatbelt does not prevent car accidents. It doesn't necessarily prevent you from dying, mm-hmm. but, you know, it reduces the chances. You know, Period. you wear condoms or use birth controls. Period. You know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, no birth control is 100%. Exactly. Condoms break, you know, but it reduces the chances. Right. So the same thing with vaccine. We're not yeah. saying you're not going to get vaccine, um, COVID at all, but it reduces the chances. Also, for you to um, affect somebody else, you know, who may, you know, like older people, right. they get right. really affected right. negatively with, with it. Mm-hmm. So that's just my opinion with the vaccine out, out there. Um, but I think it's a little bit encouraging. I don't see it as it being forceful. You don't have to get it. I be thinking this generation couldn't go through shit. We couldn't have been there when Prophets was alive. It's just like... We wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it. Like, there's just... (laughs) Like, everybody thinks they're an expert on everything. There is no such thing. Like, I just... It, to me, is the most baffling thing for us to be like... We don't trust the doctors. But it's like, make more black people doctors. But then our black doctors are telling us, no, okay... From the hood, for me, it's good. And we still like, no, you're yeah, against still the man. don't believe it. So it's yeah. like, what y'all want them to do? Just die then. At this point, like, just catch COVID and die. Do what you want to do. Free ball. Like, yeah. let your loved ones die. Catch Damn. that shit. Spread it. Because that's what y'all are saying. You want to go to Miami. You want to go to Mexico. You want to do this. You want to do day party shit. You want to do con- concerts. But you don't want to be vaccinated. But you don't want to be vaccinated. You don't want to wear masks. So what do y'all want to do? And that's the thing. Even if you don't want to be vaccinated, um, but you don't want to do the regular precautions. You don't yeah. want to wear your mask. You don't want to wash your hands. You mm-hmm. don't want to have a healthier lifestyle. Because your lifestyle plays a role, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go do, do go do you, buddy. Like at this point, I'm vaccinated. 
And it's like, I, I definitely get people who, you know, don't want to be vaccinated. Like, like you said, you know, if you don't want to be vaccinated, you need to at least follow certain precautions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, watch where you go or wherever you go, wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? Like really wash your hands, like take those proper precautions. Cause I am someone that I feel like if I don't need to be vaccinated, then I'm, I'm not going to get it. I haven't got the COVID vaccine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't plan to get it unless, you know, I'm forced in a way like, a work situation or you know just happen to be somewhere that i need to be vaccinated then i'll get it but mm-hmm. i am the kind of person that i'll wear my mask if i'm out around a big group of people yeah you know, right. i'm constantly washing my hands you know so you know it's two sides to it but wear your mask i think i'm gonna do that anyway from this moment on you're gonna catch me at concerts with the mask <laughs> like yeah airports with the mask like definitely airport no but all jokes i'm definitely never going in the airport without a mask because yeah. i feel like that it just like really registered to me how we go in airports and it's all over the world and things are airborne so it's, it's just like, moving yeah like that is the one time you are literally in contact with any and everything all over the world so yep. my dad just came from nigeria and he was required to get um the covid test mm-hmm. 48 hours before coming mm-hmm. you know before traveling so you need mm-hmm. to get it yeah um Hopefully, I just hope maybe in a few years from now, we wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. You know, it will be like polio or measles. Like, oh, that's right. thing of the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? <sighs> as long as we get that herd immunity going. Yeah. We'll be good. Let's, that's it. Let's do something. That's it. But let's uh, keep moving on. So, you guys, J. Cole dropped his album last week, right? And we all talked about it. It was popular. Everybody loved it. But J. Cole also premiered in his first basketball game last week, right? Um, for those of you who may not know, J. Cole, the rapper J. Cole, is now playing with the um, Rwandan basketball team for the African Basketball Association. Except now he's not because he only had like a five-day contract. Mm-hmm. So, one of the basketball players in the African Basketball League, kind of has something to say about it he thinks that celebrities like j cole jumping into um an industry like this takes away opportunities for people who really work for it Hmm. especially when it's like you score three points you score three points you're only averaging this and you only really have like a five-day contract like five-day contract yeah his contract (laughs) is done he's back like he's done i thought I read somewhere that he said that, you know, he's done due to family that's issues bullshit. or What's whatever. Family? That's bullshit. That's like, that's what he's going to say. But it was only like a, cause it said he fulfilled his contract obligation. Oh, so now that makes me think, was this for publicity? You know, yeah. was this to, you know, I get that. Definitely get what that, um, um, the African basketball player is saying, because, you know, as you said, some people have been working for this all their lives, you know, so that is somebody's position, you know, someone who's been sweating, who's been in the gym 24-7 doing this, and, like, J. Cole got their spot. That's going to score more than three points, I'm sure. Of course. But it's like, J. Cole, maybe it is his publicity, you know, maybe to get mm-hmm. more people to watch it, to bring more revenue. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it harmed them as much as he made it seem. I think it helped the league way more than it harmed them. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is something to be said about these celebrities that have money or popularity and just jump into industries. Mm-hmm. You know, people have made that complaint about the makeup industry, right? They're like, a lot of these celebs, just because you wear makeup, that don't mean you should jump into the makeup industry. It takes away from real creators and real people trying to get in the industry. Gee, every celebrity got a skincare line. I'd be it, like... Yeah. I feel the way about podcasts, right? It takes away from the podcast mm-hmm. industry. If us... As you know, real content creators would have made like a $500,000 deal. But now Will Smith come in and say, I got a podcast. But he drop every once a month. But you paid him $5 million for that once a month. 
Mm. So you know what I'm saying? And we doing every week, and we doing every week, twice a week, four or five hundred. Yeah, like it, it messes up the market. Mm-hmm. So Makes I sense. do think there oh is something God. about that. I feel like I gotta play devil's advocate. Uh-oh. Let's hear it though. Let's hear it. I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to markets, like markets are in abundance. So it doesn't matter who jumps in. It don't matter if Michael Jordan decide I'm about to start making um. What new book bags or whatever, like getting into mm-hmm. whatever industry he wants to get into. The market is so grand that what he's doing, it literally cannot take away from what you're doing. Like that's that's legit how I see it. Like I don't see like okay, me I'm a fin okay, I'm into fitness. Keisha K you are somebody who got into fitness. Right. I don't I don't look at that as someone who's taking away from my market because we have two totally different markets. Mm-hmm. You know? Like you you're attracting women, you know, who have a, a body like yours, who's looking to achieve what you you know, what you have. And I'm attracting people who ha- who want what I have, you know right. what I'm saying? And what I desire. So I more so see it as like the market is is so big. I get like, you, I get your point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just to continue like Keisha Carroll, I do follow her, mm-hmm. but she's also into fitness, right? Right. So it's different, yeah, different um, fan bases or different mm-hmm. people that or people that are trying to attract. Right. But you see that she's into fitness. She advertises that she drinks her tea. Mm-hmm. She advertises that she wears her things, you know. But another thing is that some people like J. Cole, do you really see him playing basketball? No, J. Cole, and that do, is no, a J. Cole, different situation. J. Cole do play basketball. Oh, he like, do be hooping. J. Cole do no play lie. basketball. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But is it enough? Well, I, well, I don't well, know much I about it. I feel like maybe Jay-Z is a good example, right? Because Jay-Z okay. is one of those people that he got money, he just be jumping to everything. Like, Jay-Z mm-hmm. has a, a sports um, agency. Okay. And some people feel that, like, why the fuck do Jay-Z got a sports well, agency? Well, maybe just to help the community or something. Mm-hmm. That shit don't always be help the community. He make, You know what I'm saying? He just so <laughs> happened to have a sports agency. He a black man. That don't mean it helped us. He just a black man. I think man. it could be 50-50. It could be like, obviously, it's like, whatever you want to do, you want to make profit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, it's like, I'm going to make profit, but on the other side, it is going to help people you know right. what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I definitely do get what you're saying but I think in a sense it's also like yes um the, whatever is yours is gonna be yours if right. God right. designs something it's for right. you, you're you. Gonna be, right. it's gonna be for you however you know you see Jordans compared to a non-name brand shoe or whatever. People immediately you go, gonna pick your Jordan, the Jordan, because Jordan. of the name. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They may yeah. not have no, prof- you know, no. Pro- you know, they may not be. It may not be their profession. You know what I mean? It may mm-hmm. not be something that they're really um, good at. But it's like the name itself is what attracts people. You know, yeah. like some podcasters, celebrities. There's podcast will not really be good but because of the name behind it, it's like okay i'm yeah. gonna listen to it and then they have five million followers and listen, right. listeners right. just because of the name their right. content may not be great right cross-cultural content may be 10 times better but it's like who's cross-cultural we don't really yeah. know them right. but i'm gonna listen to Tim braxton or whoever exactly. else because right. of the name you know what i mean no in which i agree i do think that we we definitely live like in a world where people are only attracted to what's popular yeah right. you know and that is kind of unfortunate because you know you do have good podcasts it's like the cross-culture podcast thank Brrr, you, thank you. that's doing this thing <laughs> and you got other people like you said who are celebrities that'll just boom um i've never seen joe budden's podcast his old podcast whatever but just using him as an example you are a rapper bro and then you were a celebrity um you know personality and then you went over to a podcast it's kind of like okay make your mind up yeah what you gonna do you know what i'm saying like what are you really into so i definitely you know see that part but um then again you know those people also built their reputations up yeah they they put in a lot of work to be in those positions to where people 
you know, see them in a real as somebody they want to follow. So, you know, I'm still play devil's advocate. I agree. I'm, no, I'm not. Real. And it's like, if you want to be a millionaire, a billionaire, you need to have multiple streams of income. Like, mm-hmm. I know this podcast thing is not the only thing I'm going to do. I, right. Shit, right. Ten years from now, I'm going to have a clothing line or a skincare Who line. Knows? Okay. Life is changing. Industry. Life be changing. Yep. Okay, um, so another news, Vivica A. Fox, um, she speaks about her relationship with 50. Oh, I think she was interviewed by, was it Vlad TV? I don't know why people still go to Vlad, that's the police. Yes, and it's mad, it annoys me because it's by white men. Too. Yes, Vlad is the police. Well, you know, lie. she was like 50 Cent, you know, I loved him very much. He was the love of my life, but actually he is still the love of my life. And it's like, girl. <sighs> Girl, first of all, we we know how Fifty Cent is. He is the most disrespectful person I know. Me personally, I feel like he sh- he trolls too much. He's that man. He's an asshole. Definition of an asshole. And then you're this. You're first of all, she's older than him, right? So much this, older. Much and older. We all know he's dating what Cuban Link or Cuban this what's her name? Cuban Link. Link. Okay, he's dating some young Instagram babe. So your old so ass is gonna don't be. Remember you. I also want to say this just in Cuban Link's defense. Cuban is in law school. She isn't. She just she so happens to be. Uh, a fitness Instagram girl, like oh, that's really? her side hustle. Like uh-huh. she does the fitness thing, but she's in law school, oh, wow. so she is trying to be a lawyer. But so I don't again, just it's try her as just some Instagram, just Instagram bitch. But it's like again, you're this older lady. It's still, yeah, I agree. you know, yeah. I don't like to play the whole age thing against older women. But you're like, like, girl, you too old for this. Then you're gonna say he's still. <laughs> I'm still and, and in love. And it's like it's been years. I'm like, if not ten years ago. Gee, wasn't it last year she was saying he was gay? He liked it in the ass or something she like that? Don't y'all that. remember she that? She did say that. She said that. She was like, oh, 50 used to like it when I, when you know, when I Lord. stuck it up. I swear she was saying she something did. where he was like, Vivica, why are you playing like this? Like, they was into <laughs> it on Instagram last year. So I don't know where this, he's the love of my life, is coming from. Like, First of all, I can't talk with my ex like that. Even if I still, by any chance, had any... And I would have feelings for him. I would not. Not in no public setting. Not if I got a girlfriend publicly, too. Not, not at this interview. No. Yeah, like. No. At least let it be somebody that's single and all. Maybe this is you shooting your shot. But it's like. Do you think, I mean, now we got me thinking, like, are they still, like, having a relationship I, on the no, side? No, I feel like maybe she was trying to catch his attention. Okay. Because he did respond. You know, someone did interview him. He was like, I don't let anything Vivica say rattle me. Hell like, no. I don't think about what she says. Like. Mm. You are nothing to him, to him. Like literally, he's just like she just talks shit just to talk shit. You know. Now he got that young tenderoni. Right. He care about Miss Botox Vivica. <laughs> he ain't thinking at all. Sorry, Frank. So, how is you guys' relationship with your exes? How do you guys communicate? Do you guys too communicate with your exes? Do you like do you say happy birthday? I have some do exes you... that like we still like. We're still like super tight, like maybe, super. T- what's the yeah, like tight? if like we might not talk every day, but it's like all love still, like you know, like it's like all right, boo, blah, blah, blah. like we'll still. So if you get in a relationship, would it still be the same thing? I mean, to a degree, it would probably still because to me, it's still very distant in a sense. Okay, it's not like he contacts me or we have mm-hmm. anything, but maybe when we interact, it'd be like oh hey hey da da da. But I feel like yeah, you know, depending on how my boyfriend feel about it. You know, I disrespect my boyfriend, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm cool with most of my exes. I only got one ex that to hell with him. <laughs> <laughs> to what hell about, with him. What about you, Cash? For me, um, because I am in a committed relationship, um, it's not as if I'm like not cool with my ex. Like when I see them, it's beef and drama. Right. Like, <laughs> on site. Yeah, like, what's up? Like, nah, it's none of that. But 
the simple fact that I, I know I have a man, like, it's no point in me. I can't be around you. Like, I got a man. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to be comfortable with this. But if I do see you, you know, when I'm out or whatever, hey, how are you? I hope life is good. That's simple. Would you wish an ex happy birthday? Um, if it if it if it makes sense, like I wouldn't go out my way, like trying to find his number and text him. If I'm strolling through Instagram and his picture pops up, him wishing himself a happy birthday, I'll comment. Okay. Happy birthday. So what if an ex post you? You know how people be posting pictures like, you know, some people oh. just for real, like you have a birthday picture and they like, oh, happy birthday, my G. And it's just like they posted your picture to say happy birthday. But it's like happy birthday, my G. Like they kept it friendly. They want like ah, oh, you know what it is. But it is just like happy birthday, my G. He gonna have to delete that. Damn. Yeah. He gonna have Ooh. to delete that. Ooh. I don't need to be sending no mixed signals to my man. Yeah. That I'm friendly with. <laughs> yeah, I get no. that. For me, I think it also depends on how the relationship ended. Mm. You know, because there's some exes just like, oh, you're cool, and there's some exes just like. Mm, I mean, it's not on site, but it's like mm. to hell with you. Like I don't mm, think about yeah. you. Like even when I see you in person, I don't even want to say hi. Even though, like, yes, I am in a relationship, but it's just I'm mean, in a relationship. But sometimes you 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 remember how people made you feel. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like you made me feel like shit, or you mm-hmm. really hurt my feelings. So I, you know, I'm over you, but I don't ever want to say hi. You know, would I text my ex happy birthday? Do I have a I don't want to say if I'm petty per se, but not really. Maybe if he texts me happy birthday, maybe I'm be like, well, he did text me this year, so maybe. But yeah, yeah. I think that it depends on the like your relationship. Like yeah. as a single person, there's no beef. But when yeah. you get into a relationship, I think especially as women, it's just so hard. You don't ever want to like open up a door. Yeah, because like we know, men will always go through go through it. it. Like no matter what, he don't even want to want you, but he just gonna see. Do I still got it? Can I shoot that Facts. shot? And you don't he wanna, may never want you, yeah, but he, just to just test just you, just to see. Like let me see if we still got juice over here, just mm-hmm. for sport. You Ooh, know, literally for sport, girl. Like, and that's why it's like, no, I don't want to ever get make you think that <laughs> it's open gym season over here. We close. We're, like, we're actually closed. It's like, closed. Okay, forever. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> You're not a member. You cannot come in. Okay. Rented out for life. <laughs> Expelled. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I don't play around with exes. I just really feel like, honestly, if it's an ex. It's the waste of your time. Leave it, leave it behind. No backdoor vibes. Mm-mm. No backdoor vibes. No backdoor vibes. It's, it's no point. Yeah. Put that on a shirt. I don't mm. like that. Only backdoor for your man. You know what I'm saying? That's oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You guys cut it. I like that. Salacious. <laughs> so let's talk really quick about the BET Awards, right? Because the BET Awards are back this year, which I still have a goal to go to the BET Awards one day. I don't care how old I am. That I'm would be go. so, I, and I would be right. In the crowd, literally. Jeez, that's the next trip for real, for real. BT Awards 2022. All right, but you know, there's been a lot of controversy over some of the nominations, and the one nomination that matters every single year is Best Female Hip Hop Artist. This is such a controversial mm, yeah. BT Hip Hop Award. Always. Um, this year the nominees are Cardi B, Coyle Ray, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, Lotto, formerly known as Mulatto, mm. and Saweetie. Right. What is the you said best hip hop best female hip hop artist? Oh. Um. So the conversation around that is that one people have said that all of the girls nominated are of mixed race except for Megan, oh. or you know, or they're like lighter skinned. Um. Definitely, they feel like Flo Millie was snubbed because oh, why the hell is so in here before oh. Flo? Yeah. I was confused. The end. You said sweetie. I'm- Exactly. Yeah, like honestly, what what work? What what, what album? So right. we like 
maybe because she broke up with Quavo. So, and yeah. you know that's my thing with the BET Awards. Popularity. I will say the BET Awards need to like they complain every year that like oh black people don't take them seriously. You know we supposed to be pouring into the BET Awards like we was doing the Source, and it's like well the Source Awards actually awarded people on talent, merit, and credibility. Mm. Every single year we come to the BET Awards and y'all be making up categories, y'all be putting cat people, y'all be mixing categories, y'all be putting people in awards, and y'all do dumb shit. Yeah, like Beyonce being nominated for best. What was it? Pop and R&B. First of all, pop and R&B should not be one category. Yeah. And then secondly, Beyonce don't need to be nominated for this type of shit no more. I'm sorry to say, but Beyonce don't give a fuck about y'all BET Awards. If y'all want Beyonce to come so bad, give her something worth coming for. Yeah. Or elevate the BET Awards. Or elevate yeah. it. Thank you. You know what there I'm saying? Because BET Awards is not how... When I look back to like old videos Hell of yeah. how BET Awards used to be, it's not the same thing. At all. Oh, no. She used to be busting like But I think that has year. a lot to do with how hip-hop has completely changed. Ah. Like the whole okay. music and everything, True. the whole Facts. genre... That genre is just not Facts. the same. Like nothing can be how it used to be. Like that's a fact. So, yeah. what do you guys think about the whole biracial light skin aspect of the girls that are nominated? Do you think that's an intentional? I'm trying to think of other rappers, other black female rappers, or just hip hop female rappers that are of dark skin complexion. Okay, Flo Millie, yes. Cat, um, Cash Doll, she's not she bringing anything. She's not doing anything. She's wrong, but she's not doing anything. I so, think that in general, there there is. Um, a diminishing of darker skinned female rappers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if we are adding Saweetie and Coyle Ray to that list, something then is wrong. Erica Banks could have been on that list okay. for the same. And Erica Banks is the girl that did that Busted Challenge. That girl that's her song. She did pop. For the same reason. Because I think that. Because Coyle Ray, what song? Per. I, mean, I ain't gonna stand. Coyle Ray had a couple platinums. She did have a little okay. pla- uh, platinum. But I feel that. What, two songs? Two songs, but you know. Give her more merit than a Saweetie. Even Lotto, to be quite honest, Mulatto, yeah, I liked her little album mixtape, but again, you know, I Is I it think, new hip hop artists or just right, that's what best, I'm saying. No, it was best, best female. female. I, I no, it's best female <laughs> hip hop artist. Best uh, female hip hop artist. You know, even Cardi kind of being in there was more just to put Cardi in she there. Had to just, they just threw you know her in saying? there. Yeah, she had whopping up, but again. But hmm. now are we saying that, you know, female hip hop or female rap is just going back down? It's lacking. It's lacking. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, and you know, and that makes me, you know, just quick sight. No, it makes me um, bring up this issue with um, her name is rapper Big Jade, and yeah. she revealed that she turned down a deal with Offset because he alleg- allegedly told her that you know she need to get her body done here to like you know really be popping, you know. And she's <sighs> like, okay, I'm gonna turn out this deal because for you to just come at me and say I, I need, need to get my body done, like you know, a whole body makeover, it's like. What? But that supports to me what we were just saying that everybody that do something do not like every musician do not need to have artists under them. Mm-mm. Y'all can't yeah. develop these artists mm-hmm. like you. You just can't. You're just saying body, bodies. Which one develop? It, it, exactly. If that yeah. was the first thing to cross your mind, but that's a thing though. You but know he I mean? know that's what everybody wants to see, you and it's just it. unfortunate. Like, like Cardi, I mean Cardi B decent, but her body helps. Saweetie is a very very pretty girl, but yep. she's really up the sexiness a lot. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She got the body done. You know what I'm saying? Man, I don't know. It just blew me when I saw that. Like, wow. So that is like a criteria. You know, for you it to is. blow up as it a is. female artist. And then when you think about it, all of them. Because, you know, we follow this um, IG web, web IG page where yeah. they show. It's called a Before Your Faves IG. Yeah, it's a low, low IG. You're yeah, before be, celebrities became like popping and how they used to look. And you'd be surprised. Almost all of them got their body done. Where there's Girl, ass. I'm not surprised at all. I'm just... I, 
for me, I'm just like, well, because you know, they, some of them look really good. Like yeah. the surgery is done really well. So I'm just like, even Lado, like she yeah. was a skinny itty bitty girl with no type of ass at That's all. Why I can't wait till I do my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking about this surgery for a minute. So you no, for real about the surgery? Look, y'all, do not look at me funny. I just, I, that's why I keep saying that on the low low because maybe one day I might bite the Look, meat. even as a trainer, I personally do not judge women that get surgery. I think that if you want to change something on your body, you have the authority to go ahead and do that. My thing is when you going to back and back to back, you just yeah. keep getting surgery. Yeah. Like everything you want to fix is just surgical. Like then it's a deeper issue. Yeah, yeah, something else is going on. That's when I'm like, okay, sis. Um, and for yeah. me, it's like, what is your reason too? I yep. feel like some people do it for men for the attention of men because mm-hmm. you want to attract this man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he probably not even looking at you. I agree. For me, I, I don't like that. And again, the back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it for yourself to uplift yourself you want to see you in the mirror and be like i look good sure do it and do it well not for cheap yes not for cheap exactly the bill yeah like for real do the what real you gotta bill. do Don't get your credit to, up yeah. if you got a finance then we're trying to go to the dr for five thousand when oh, you know no. actually it's about fifteen thousand. please don't that's too much of a discount on tijuana y'all heard about that tijuana incident what happened to these two girls went down there to get surgery and they both passed yeah, they both passed. Yeah. I just want a little lipo. Mm-hmm. Just a little just lipo. Do it in the states. Stay in the states. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to one of them little non-invasive. <laughs> I said, "Damn, where you finna go?" Bitch? No, I'm gonna go to one of them little non-invasive. They do it because I only they need like a, a little of, lipo. Yeah. Like you know, I've been working. I've been doing all of that. No, you have. No, we are gonna give her her applause. Okay, okay. Oh, give yourself you. an applaud. Thanks. Come God. on. Yes, we have two. <laughs> Thanks. Y'all can't see what's going on behind here, but it's work. Okay. <laughs> Thank y'all. I agree. That's what I'm agree. saying. But like, no, it's just sad as 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 a female rapper. And for BT, I don't know. I think the big thing is like, what does BT stand for anymore? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I think that that's the thing. Like, I think for years we've looked to BT to be this beacon of black media, and every time they, you know, they fall into the norms of these other places. Like, y'all should not have the same categories and the same nominees as the iHeartRadio Awards. And I feel like now BET, the representation is almost trash. Mm-hmm. It, it's terrible. Almost trash. It's, mm-hmm. it's too social media driven. Yeah. Yes. But that's, it's so messed up because I feel like that, like, black culture is really just being, like, ripped to shreds by social media. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's becoming a culture that's just, like, not pleasant. Like, you know, you don't, you, we, what we talked about earlier about the restaurant, like, you know, all those things they named, unfortunately, is what black culture kind of demonstrate. You know, yeah. wearing drip or, you know, wearing jogging pants, <laughs> whatever they want to call it. Wearing you drip. know, got the drip on. Like, that's all that is, like, becoming black culture. But that's not real black culture. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I agree. True. So moving on to our next topic, let's talk about this new show on YouTube called Blue Therapy. Um, so Blue Therapy is like a UK show, I believe. It's one of those like Nigerian, you you know, British shows where they be doing stuff. It has some of those cast members from um, Back Chat London that was popular a couple years ago. Hmm. So a clip has been circulating circulating around social media. So I'm gonna play a little bit of that clip. And, you know, I'm going to let you guys hear some of Chioma and Paul's interactions. I calculate with my eyes. So I know how much palm oil I put in there. I know how much oil and ingredients and Maggie I need to put in these dishes. My ancestors never calculated. My mom didn't calculate, nor did my grandma. Nobody that taught me how to make my traditional food is it's not calculated. But is there some way that, you, that maybe 
you could prepare the food in a more healthy way that would be more suited I'm not to the way Paul the wants to eat. Who, I'm not going to remix jollof rice or remix um, pounded yam and F4 rural. I'm not going to remix that. That's how it's supposed to taste. If you remix it, it becomes something else. But there must possibly, you know, surely there's a way that you could work together to find food that works for both of you. I think he's just become... No, I wanted, wanted us to play the last part with... Um... Oh, my fault makes him look bad or you feel some type of way maybe eating with your hands is, is that what it is I, I i disagree so i've actually realized that paul's got an issue with african dishes all right so just a quick backstory with that so they've been together for three years okay now for the last six months they've been living together and she said one of the reasons why he also fell in love with her was her cooking. She cooks good Nigerian food. They're both Nigerians. And that's something that they did have in common. Like, you know, cooking, eating Nigerian food. They love Efa with Inya and stuff. So mind you, she did say when the first dated, he was fat. But now, you know, he's sw swole and into fitness and stuff. And, you know, she's like, well, he doesn't want to eat African food anymore at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know... I'm not going to calculate the calories of African food just for what reason. You know what I mean? She feels like it's disrespectful. And he says that when he used to eat African food, he was depressed. He was eating it just to make him feel good. And now that he's one of those that he's on a strict diet, right? He calculates every single um, calorie and, you know, his food doesn't have seasoning and things like that. But she's like, but you eat ice cream, you eat takeout. That's also like heavy food. But what is your issue with African food, you know? So do you guys think that, you know, so now then she says that um, she feels like he's now too westernized, right? Mm. He doesn't want to eat food with his hand. You know, maybe she feels like he's trying to be like a white man. What do you guys think about that? I definitely think that, um, you know, I think that... He it's like if you've never been on like a serious weight loss journey, you can't understand how strict it is for some people. Because even me, I love Nigerian food, but it's like, damn, I have to eat it in like very quantified. Like in binge, when I have a Nigerian food binge, my stomach is messed up for like the rest of the month. Like I'm bloated, I'm holding extra water weight, I'm doing all type of stuff. So like I can understand him saying that like, yo, I'm not, I, look, it's our food and all, but gee, that can't exist in this household to that capacity. I agree with that, but I also do think that my mom is also like, I don't want to say a health freak per se, but she's really into like, you know, don't eat, you know, oily this and that. She majority of her diet is African food, Nigerian food, mm -hmm. but she cooks it in a healthy way. Now, everyone's, you know, body is different. The way you respond to food is different, but you could cook. I feel like she could meet him halfway by cooking it less oily, you know, mm -hmm. eat small proportions. But for her, she's like, I just asked for Sunday dinners. And I think that's also what attracted her to him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're not doing this thing that made us, you know, this is what we had in common. This is, you know, what we do together. Bonding. you know mm -hmm. so now it's like we don't have that anymore but he's like well i'm just trying to be healthy and mm -hmm. um I, but you as a fitness coach what yeah. is what is the balance i mean honestly just even hearing the the small clip you know of her like their dialect like there's obviously a bigger issue like mm -hmm. it's not it's not just it's not just mm -hmm. him not wanting to eat this nigerian food no more He's obviously not giving her the same attention, you know what I'm saying, that she wanted. But, you know, let's bring it back to the food. Um, I do think that she should meet him halfway and, and vice versa. Like, yeah. when it comes to these type of things, you really got to meet people halfway in your relationship. Eating clean, I don't know. I think that people have this, like, 
this thought that there are like bad foods and good foods. Mm. There aren't really any bad foods or good foods. It's all about how you put these foods together, which makes them, you know, make it a healthy meal or a healthy meal. So, um, I mean, I personally, th- I feel what she's saying. I feel what he's saying. I think they need to just compromise and meet each other halfway. I also do think that people, there are some people who try to be super westernized and they want to stop eating no, the def- cultural food def- because, yeah. oh, I don't want to eat with my hands uh-huh. or, you know, I don't want to see food. I was going to say that, like, just from my experience of, like, you know, just having a lot of Nigerian friends and, you know, having a Nigerian, like, boyfriend, like, I noticed that there are some Nigerian men specifically that really want to assimilate to this whole Western white culture lifestyle. And it's like, nah. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think that just as a partner, you got to compromise. That's the real thing. It's like, y'all together. Y'all living Mm -hmm. together. And like, you know, you trying to be wifey or whatever. So it's like, if that's what he eat. You got to make it. Find find a way to, you know, feed your man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody saying you can't eat your stuff, but then man be bitched and damn, you eat better too. Uh, is it by fushing every day? Must yeah. find it. You know what I mean? Like, I as long as he's not imposing it so much on her as well, like, okay, yeah. girl, you have to change your diet and eat this thing. Because another exactly. thing she did say, she was like, they're tasteless. It's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, so she doesn't even like the things at all that, you know. And I was going to say, preps. even if she just like, just even, like you said, Dami, like just went ahead and did that, like, you know, try to um, meet him halfway. Trust me, when you cook. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when you making those little health meal plans, once Thursday come and you cook that Nigerian food, he gonna be happy. Mm. He gonna be happy. Yeah, he's tired of eating that every day too. You can't mm. eat meal prep food seven days a week. Mm-mm. That's the worst part about meal prep. You really have to know that in meal prep, you can you can only meal prep like four days at a time. Thank you. After and that's day and four, that's even a lot. Yeah, after day four, you I cannot. And it's like the same thing. The same thing. Yeah, it's no. just like, gee, no. it's not even that deep, bro. Get a lap band if you can't handle it. No, for real, because <laughs> it's it's not even that deep. But I think that this is um a good way to kind of transition into our next topic, right? Especially when we talk about um partnership and relationship. So Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union did an interview this mm-hmm. week, and we all know. D-Wade and Gabby, they get a lot of flack about how they choose to do their relationship. It's somewhat non-conventional. Um, so this week, they kind of had a conversation about leadership and the man leading and who does what. So I'm going to play a little bit of that, and then we can discuss. We come in, and we try to change people. We try to change them to the way that we want them to be. But I decided to start taking a different approach, you know, in this, in this relationship. I think early on, I came in like, hey, you get two drink max, bop, 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 bop. And she didn't respond well to that. No, it did not. It It was reasons for that, too. Let me say that. Um, I have a good time. (laughs) Life of the party right here. It's not the man leads and a woman follows. That's not what we live in this house, you know, at all. So for me, I have a wife that works just not not just as hard, harder than I. Um, Mm -hmm. And she had her own career. She had her own life before I came alone. So from my from my perspective, it was like, okay, how can I be a part of the growth and the evolution of who she is and not trying to change her or in relationships? You know, we come in and we try to change people. We try to change them to the way that we want them to be. But I decided to start taking a different approach, you know, in this in this relationship. I think early on, I came in like, hey, you get. So, yeah, that's basically what Dwayne was saying. And you know what? The boys were mad. The boys were very, very mad. I saw Keyword, boys. Boys. Ah. Keyword, boys. A lot of boys were 
upset. They were very much annoyed and disgruntled at this idea of the man is not the leader. The man is not the head of the household. So I think that this could be broken into two parts. So let's first talk about this man being the leader, the head of the household conversation. What do you guys think about that? I personally think that titles and relationships are just a waste of time because, um, you know, we all play our different roles. Like some women are strong. Some women are, you know, more sweet and more fragile. Some men are strong and some men are sweet and fragile. So I do feel like um, just roles in general relationships, they they honestly cause problems because now you're sitting here trying to hold your relationship up. <laughs> To a standard that wasn't created by you, you know, that was created mm-hmm. by society. Right. And the second that it doesn't align with that standard, you see your relationship as a failure. Mm. Um, I personally think titles are a waste of time in relationships. You know, the, the older I get, the more I do. I do agree with that. You know, I, I do. I get it with saying, you know, if you say the man, you know, he's a leader. But for me, it's like, you know, I'll let the man feel like a man, you know, how whatever that is look like for you. I will stroke your ego every now and then because we know men love that. You know, the mm-hmm. same way I want you to make me feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. We would do that for each other. Right. And I agree with him because it is a partnership at the end of the day. Right. You know, like you can't. You, you, you can't move this boat without me. You know what I mean? Even if you say you're at the head, you know, the head needs the neck, right? And me being the neck, I need the head. So we need each other. Thank we, you. There's no way we need each other. And I think it's insecure men who really feel like they get, they get so heavy on the title of being the head, being mm-hmm. a leader, but they don't even know how to lead. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what it means to be a leader. I think both people can be leaders. Now, we may take turn leading each other, you know, because I don't believe that two, two people, we can't wear a pants at the same time right you know four legs cannot be in a pants you know (laughs) that's why there's a pilot and a co-pilot we both can't drive at the same time but we're gonna take turns we're both gonna lead you know and you know if he's saying oh you're the man of the house i'm also the woman of the house how about that that. you know i think that that's what it comes down to that there is this underlying thought process of like maybe because a man is a man that um a woman automatically is going to come secondary. Mm-hmm. And as Dwayne put so well, I think that he put so well in that sentence is like, gee, when I met Gabrielle Union, she was Gabrielle Union. Union. Okay. I cannot like, just Don't even, ever play with her. Yeah. Like that's Gabrielle Union been Gabrielle Union before he was ever Dwayne Wade. And that's just a fact period. You know what I mean? So imagine bringing this rhetoric of, Oh, I'm the because I'm the man in the house. I'm your husband. I call the shots. I do this. I do as if she <laughs> she'll be looking at him like yeah, as if she don't work sixteen hour days. And she did say that he did say that she works even harder. Yes, yeah. because yeah. people don't understand what it means to be a performer and an actress or the talent. Like those are twenty mm-hmm. hour days. Those are thirty hour days. Like you going from the set to the next set to the next day. And I can't imagine a woman of that magnitude. Mind you, a little bit of Gabrielle Union's story is she was married before right. mm-hmm. to a football player mm-hmm. that she she allowed to be the head or the lead or whatever. And he ran them broke. Yeah. He yeah. led them to debt. So hmm. it's like, I think that people got to understand, like, bro, when you get with a woman, you're not getting with her just to be a woman. You're getting with a partner. 
And I also think with men saying with them being the head, it's more about them telling you what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. They want to control it's you control. and be like, hey, as he even said, he, he was like, at first he was like, two drinks maximum, you know? And it's like, they want to be like, hey, you move there, go there, come home at this time. That's to them, that's what being the head means. But that's like, what is about? You know what I mean? Like, the same way I don't believe women should be like, well, you should be home at this time or whatever, whatever. We should yeah. have an agreement in a relationship what time we're going to be home and what we're going to do on our relationship and our family and household. But you can't be telling me what to, you can't control me. It's that simple. And I think it even goes back to like, even beyond like men just being insecure. It goes mm. to culture. You know what mm. I'm saying? Straight up like black culture. Like we do not allow men to be any type of soft or feminine or anything. So mm. even with that being the energy that's put out there, once they're in relationships, they not finna assume no feminine or a role they feel like is second. You know, in their minds, like, they're, you know, the world sees me as this, so I need to make sure that I uphold that role. And for some of them, they don't even want to uphold the role. No. So question, do you guys, when you guys look for a relationship or look in your partners, do you want a man to lead you? Or do you be like, I want a man to lead me? Or you're like, no, that's not a requirement. I don't even know what that look like, to be quite honest. Like, a man just leading, you know, because I feel like I'm my own person and I can live with someone. Mm -hmm. I can include someone in my life and we can talk and we can, you know, build together. But I, I don't I really don't know what that means. And maybe I've never been in a relationship to that magnitude where mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you call the shots, daddy. I'm just here. Like, I don't right. know what that right. looks like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, for me, I'm like. I don't know. To me, I'm so like, you know, I got your back. You got mine. Right? I don't know. I, I personally think that like you definitely want to date a man that's going to take some type of leader role in this relationship. You should not be the one wearing a hat leading everything. Like mm -hmm. facts. that that's not even cool. Why am I with you? Like you can't even help me grow, you know? No, facts. But um, I do think that for me personally, like my man, he needs to lead me in certain ways. Like, mm -hmm. Um, and there's nothing specific. Like, he don't need to be like, you need to be a leader when it comes to getting that bread or a leader when it comes to, you know, initiating sex or anything. Like, it's not that specific, but, like, show me some leadership. Because if you weak as hell, no. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, no. leadership is like you're going to direct me yeah. and this household to the right place. The mm -hmm. same way. Quick story. I used to tell my mom that, oh, I want a man who can lead me in prayer. Like, I want him to, to take charge and yeah. be like, okay, babe, let's pray. And my mom was like, what if God wants you to lead him in prayer? Ooh, you know, and I was, you know, and I was so, I'm telling you, I was so <laughs> hold on, like, I want him to lead me in prayer. But she's like, what if God's, you know, your ministry is to lead him in prayer? Right. Like, what, 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 what is that? What's wrong with that? I'm just like, and as you said, good point. It's no specific, you know, little thing like you must be a leader in this area. As long as mm -hmm. you're a leader in the areas that are necessary when it comes to this relationship. Yeah. But yeah, so I agree. Because yeah, I think that that's kind of what makes dating a little bit more complicated. I think like as women, yeah. when you have this idea of leadership, you think of somebody that's more advanced than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, honestly, why would you want to date somebody who's just so far more advanced exactly, than you? Exactly. Because if you really think about that. I think it's rooted in a sense, uh, idea of inferiority in a mm -hmm. sense. That, like, as a woman. That we are the weaker vessel. That we are the right. weaker vessel. So that's why I feel like, because we're like most women, especially black women, we're so strong and independent and like self sufficient. So when we do seek a partner in order to fulfill that, 
he can be the leader thing. That's why it looks like we looking for six figure, seven figure men. Cause otherwise, baby, what else you leading? Cause we doing the same we shit. Same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like what I'm looking for is at a higher level. If I'm, you know, if I have that mindset, like, exactly. Yeah. So it is about I think retraining it to understand that like there are going to be qualities in you that mm-hmm. lead me to something better. The way that there are qualities yeah. in me that lead you to something better. Mm-hmm. Girl, I agree. Well, child, that was a good one. Because I'm sorry, I don't know where men's hands be at sometimes. Um, but let's get into one of our topics of the day. Um, let's let's start with some positive energy for once. We always kind of start with the low, though. Let's start, start with a little bit of positive energy, okay? <laughs> Guys, let's talk about this care for the culture, okay? Mm. Our care for the culture today is a black woman by the name of Kay Jean-Pierre. That's her name. That's a beautiful name. K. Jean-Pierre, right? And this woman is one that cares for the culture because she made history this week. Um, is not only the first openly gay, but the first black woman, first black person to do a press briefing at the White House, right? So a press briefing for maybe, those you don't know, is basically what it sounds like. That person that comes out and addresses the press about questions they have for the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is historic. This is monumental because all this time, all we see is white folk, white women, white men, yep. whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, this is just kind of a monumental moment. This is representative of the administration that we have. This idea of diversity, this idea of doing other things. And I love more so, I love seeing black women in eloquent spaces. I love hearing us speak when we speak. Because yes. it's, it's just like, whenever I hear black women speak, I feel like I'm being told the secrets to life. Like, I'm being told how to survive. Okay. I'm being told all the information like I need to hear. it's the real information. Yeah, like, it's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing two-faced about this. Like, you giving it to me raw, but at the same time, in this caring and nurturing way, I just always feel a safe space around black women. So to have a black woman delivering our press briefings makes me feel like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's something to look forward to. Woo-woo! Care for the culture. Yes. All right. Um, so our next segment, you got the you got the drop. The yes, beat. none other than our very favorite um drop. It is Olodo of the week. Let's do it. An Olodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo rabata, goof ass. So basically, our logo is Walmart yet again. I feel like we have discussed this one way or the other. So basically, um, dozens of people received email blasts containing racial slurs. Oh, yep. This lady actually showed a picture of an email that from Walmart that says, "Welcome to Walmart, Walmart nigga," with the er <laughs> exclamation point. Welcome to Walmart, nigga. Okay. And of wow. course, Walmart releases statements, you know, saying um, it's an unidentified person that took um, that signed into into the account and sent multiple emails into that. But I feel like again, this is not the first time this has happened with Walmart. It's always something with Walmart, and it's just like, why? Why for me? It's like, why does someone even have the access access to whatever email Thank you. to send such nonsense? Especially since this is not the first racial slur thing with Walmart. I want to know in what what in what world does hey nigga make sense? Oh, what what was it like? Like, and what what was y'all even trying to say? 
That's all I know. What was you trying to say that this was the fuck up? So it's like, I'm to the person who did it, I'm like, are you trying to insult people or are you just really trying to mess up Walmart? Which, what, what Which happened? one? Right. What was the goal? Was you know, what's the goal? Like, you, you want to just make people feel bad or you just really want to destroy Walmart? You want to destroy the brand. Which, which one is it? I'm going to say openly right now, if Walmart get canceled, I'm not canceling Sam's Club. <laughs> I'm just I'm letting y'all know that now. They separate entities no to me, lie, even though they owned yeah. by the same people. Just let's put, let's make that clear. If we're canceling Walmart, Sam's Club exists. Okay. My thing is, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. Like, how is this like the second time? Or I don't know what happened the first time, but like, how is this the second time that something this mm-hmm. just disrespectful to a whole culture is happening at a large establishment like? Walmart. Nigga is not a common word. That's why I be so confused. Like, wow. how do we come up in a sentence? What autocorrect said nigga? Because whenever I type nigga, it say digger or some other stuff. It don't let me say it. So, if anything, it'll say Niger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. <laughs> it do say Niger. I don't know why that's so. That got me weak. But yeah, like, I just don't understand how. Um, it's just a carelessness. And then, of course, what they said they was going to do is do a diversity and sensitivity training. I want to see. That's, that's always a solution that every corporate company I know. Child, and then the diversity Bad. treatment don't yep. even be nothing. It really be like, you guys know send an email. that black people, people. were slaves. Mm-hmm. So they're sensitive to slavery. We got to be careful. You can't. You can't. Nigger in the open. open. That's how they feel. Make about sure it. you keep it. They be yeah. like, I know they say it and they they use it, but you can't say it because they were slaves. And it's just I'm that over simple. It. That's the vibe diversity treatment. Like that's I'm over that's- it. This is why I never ever in my life worked in corporate America. Like I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that world would not be for me. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. They are racist. I'm not even gonna lie. And just it's it's just too much racism. It's too much. It really is. Like, ooh, the microaggression saved me. Jesus. Okay, so that is it for our hot topics, and let's get into our main topic of the day. So, you guys, let's talk about it, right? I'm quite excited. You guys know that. Obviously, the name of our co- our podcast is Cross Culture. So, who would we be if we don't talk about some things that have to do with other cultures? And today, what we're introducing is the idea of the differences between dating African men and African American men, and also the similarities. And also, because the there are similarities, there are a lot of similarities. So, let's jump into that as women, as fine women that has dated. All of those things. Let's talk about it. So let's let's first get the stereotypes out the way. Mm-hmm. Let's all just throw a stereotype that we had about dating black men and dating African men. I think what I hear about African men that other cultures say is that African men are aggressive. Yes. Like in their approach, you know, even in the dating, you know, or in them being a man, it's, it's aggression. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even just coming from like, you know, a black American like view, like, the view we had on African men was like, yeah, you're going to be a slave, basically. Like, Damn. you about to go into slavery. Are you for real? Yes. Like, you, like, like you're literally about to enter into slavery and he's going to be beating you. <gasps> wow. This, like, this, literally, this whole, like, simple of a thought. This wow. Is, yeah. I think what I have heard as an African is with black men is like they're lazy. I've heard that they're black men are lazy. Um, 
I think that's pretty much like the main thing. I hear that people be so confused. They think African men are rich. They not. Not all of them. Yeah. Come on, tell the truth. African it may be some. Like you dating an African prince or something? Yeah, no, baby. <laughs> some people do be tweaking thinking like. A lot of people yes. just think they date an African man and that man is. We're going to be money. married and have money. I'm He's the king right. back home. <laughs> that nigga is an immigrant. He don't even got his papers. He is broke. I'm sorry to tell you, but that it's is unfortunate. That. Sorry, but yeah. So I'm happy that we. Got Are there any positive stereotypes that we've heard about? You know, Af- black men or African men. Uh, black men are more romantic. Yeah, I've heard the African man will take care of you. Well, see, you know what? That's that's something I, I feel like I learned. But like when I'm when I'm literally taking my mind back to a very blank, you know, naive mind. The, I I I don't remember any positivity when it comes to dating an African man <laughs> or a black or a black man. I'm, I won't even say just yeah. you know. I don't remember any positive anything <laughs> when it came to dating these men. Really, like positive stereotypes? You're saying no or? positive stereotypes. Uh, I don't remember any. And you know, you know. and that's you know that's um, that's the last black people as a whole, mm. right? You know, the typically the stereotypes about us to us is negative, negative, you or know? fat yeah. girls. Y'all remember the movie Fat Girls with Monique? Mm-hmm. I remember it, but I just remember what Tune happened. That. Was, was, I, was he in that Tune movie? Day, yeah. Tune Day, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like About there's Tune always day. been this stereotype that African men like big ass women. Like they would like accept. they like yeah like yeah oh in Africa we like them four hundred pound bitches and yeah. it's like I mean African men do like meats but it could be some slim meats yeah <laughs> it could yeah. be slim just make it seem like the bigger the better like best future is like nah gee, oh like, African men you know they have that mandingo damn that's a stereotype <laughs> no. double homicide okay. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> I think that's a stereotype. Hell nah. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, they do say, you know, based on like the list, right, you know, African right, men, yeah. you know, are the one with the biggest size, you know. Or more endowed. Yeah. One of the stereotype, African men are thirsty. And it's kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. It kind of be adding up a little bit. Well, you know what? I think that that's a good transition, right? That African men are thirsty because something that I do notice in um, the difference in dating African men and African American men is the fetishization. That's a big word. I can't say. I'm Fetish- like, how long? Fetishization. There we go. Ooh. I'm typically the one that can't say cultures. big words. <laughs> Look, Chad, that one got me. Um, of both, right? Mm. I, I find that the same um, critique that's made about black men and how they seek hispanic women as a exoticism <sighs> i feel like african men do the same thing with black women like okay you know like i think that african men um seek an exoticism in american black women because it's just like oh you know you're not that, off you're and, not and, african and, and you know what i hear a lot of older african men say as to why they may date um black women they say they're freakier Oh yes, I've I've have been in conversations because you know they were like you know African even some guys my age they do be like you know African women like we're more shy or like we're like oh, no you know we don't really take the lead mm. you know we're not and you know in a way that's true because I of how our that. culture is yeah, yeah. African women are not open sexually we're not talking right. that we're, way. you yeah. know oh. we're put down and we're you know I mm. mean heck they 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 used to you know. Um, circumcised woman, yeah. right. you know. So right. it's like we're told not to be open about our sexuality. How right. dare you feel like you're sexy? How dare you say you want to have sex? Yeah. So they do say, you know, black women are freakier, right. you know. And as you said, they see them as more exotic, you know, right. it's something mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. But I also say, vice versa, you know, I've talked to some black men who were 
mainly interested in me because I was African. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they feel like, oh, you know, you know culture. Exactly. You're closer to the culture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know more about a family household and you could take care of a home and you're not loud like a mm-hmm. black woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that's just, just negative yeah. connotations about yeah. what our womanhood consists of. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. As, um, actually, as a black woman, do you feel like some African man like draw to you because you're simply because you're black? Yep. Even before you said that, I was, I was definitely going to play off Dami. Like, I personally noticed that a lot of African men do decide to date black American women because we are more relaxed mm-hmm. when it comes to... Um, when it comes to what you need to have, there we go. Mm. Walking in the door. Like, so I know for sure. African girls, you know what I'm saying? Like, they damn they're not finna date you if you don't have a degree. Like, bottom line, you only have a degree, they know. So you're saying African women have higher expectations? African women, yes, yeah. have higher expectations. And it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I like see what you're saying. when you think about right. when you think about African um women and their parents, you know what I'm saying? African women now they're all doing good. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's hustling, going, doing the thing, making money. But when you think about their parents and their parents' parents, they were in positions where the only how you really do make it to the next level is by the next family that right. your your daughter, daughter joins. Into, right. So what does she what does she look like dating someone that's not even it's showing poor. that mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm gonna go and get this money? Facts. No, You're not facts. even showing that. So Africa it's like it's like even though you know, people are now getting money. Now things are changing. That mindset is still there. So a lot of African girls, you ain't got no degree. You ain't even doing anything that's like corporate. They bye. Yep. But black American women, we're so used to our men not even being able to get a a real job. Mm. So it's just kind of like when you see an African man, like, damn, he really do want to be, he wants to be successful. He's trying. Mm. We're more, uh, our shoulders are more relaxed. So you guys would, would probably see more of the potential and the we man. We see the potential versus African women. So I think that when African men see that, and specifically Nigerians, like when they see that, they're more attracted. It's like you already black for real. And then now you're accepting that I'm not an A plus student. Perfect, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little C, I'm a C student. I'm trying. You're accepting that. So that makes them want to be with that more, you know? I definitely think it's like how we were raised to date. Yeah. There is a difference in how we were raised yeah. to date that they maybe they, they escape in like women that aren't in their same culture mm-hmm. because it's like, as you said, yeah, like maybe we are taught like this is what you can get from a man. This is this, that, and the other yeah. from him. And it's kind of like, yeah. well, I, th- I find that there is a certain expectation that we, even as a woman that I may expect from a Nigerian man that I wouldn't expect from a, my black, black American like man. My black you American wouldn't even man. expect yeah. it. It's not. Yeah. And, you wouldn't even expect it. Because it's like you're Nigerian. Ah, you should know better. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly. Nigerian. Why you're already are you thinking not? that? Yeah. I already back your head. You like, no, I know your mom, how she raised you. I know how your daddy raised yeah. you. Don't even play. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. come short. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's but a then good with point. black American people, that. you know, like, damn, shorty might not even have a daddy. Gee. It's unfortunate. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, but it be like that. And like, that's true because no a guy though. that liked me, he said, I could see there's a difference in you because you had a father in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, because he said, because, you know, majority, a lot of black men are either in jail or, you know, yes. baby, daddy, mama's yes. issue, whatever. Exactly. And, you know, he was like, a lot of black women don't have men. Like, they didn't they grow don't. up with fathers. So mm-hmm. he was like, the way you carry yourself, I see that you had a man that taught you a father figure in your life. Mm-hmm. So you, the way you move is a little bit different. He literally said all these things to and me. I and I believe I was just him. like, 
oh, you know, I didn't think about these things because this is not something you like sit down and be like, okay, well, you know. So th- that's definitely a point he did make. Just think about it. When you hear these songs and these dudes be rapping, what they say, I'm do this for my mama. Nobody ever say, I do, do this, this for, for my, my daddy. daddy. You never hear that. Like, you never Damn. say nobody hears that. I'm doing this for my father. Asians, sound right, G. Some Asians, you know what I'm saying? Like you, ne- you'll never it hear it from black, right. like or, American. Or you know what? Maybe it's not popular because there are some rappers that have like come out and said like, "I ain't gonna hold you. I actually do got a relationship with my father. We just don't." But talk but look what you just said. Yeah. I do have a relationship with my father, but they yeah, but they join with their mom. I'm sure. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It so just be a little daddy, different. Like daddy. Yeah, and yeah, that's not yeah, to yeah. say that that's for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I have plenty of you know black American friends that have strong fathers that have. Been in their life since day mm-hmm. one, right. but family, for the overall also. majority, right. it hasn't been like that, you know. So that's a good point. So yeah. with um with dating both, and we kind of talked about the 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 romance aspect. How do you Ooh. think courtship is different between the both? I was, hmm, I would say with African man, you know, where they're, they're, I agree with the aggression, you know, and it's not that necessarily, it's not necessarily, like, it doesn't always have to be a negative aggression per se, right. but more of like a persistent aggression, yeah. you it's know, an intention. yeah, like yeah. It's, it's like, an intention. you know, yeah. you give an African guy a number, they will maybe call you, well, you know, but compared to like a black guy, he wait two weeks and you like, damn, when he's oh, he going to so but in an African man, he will call you right there and in then, that, and he'll like, call baby, you in that moment, you know, because my ex was a Nigerian man. Gee, he was on it. Now, that's really what attracted me to him because he was like on it, like let's go out, let's do this. They do we be ready out. to take you out. They don't waste they no time. Go, you know, about that. You, the, the favorite thing African man asked you: Have you eaten today? Thank you. You, you will not be hungry. You, gee, you would not. Yeah, be ain't hungry. no starvation. <laughs> I'm sorry, ain't none of that. <laughs> and that is their type of romance. Now, African men are they romantic in the sense of I buy you flowers? You know, not really. You know, black men. I've experienced that with black men. With they'll buy me flowers and chocolate and they'll be more softer and stuff. Do you mm-hmm. want a massage? You know, but African men did not that's not their type of yeah. romance African of buying men, you flowers. Yeah. I feel like black men will cater to you. African men try to provide. That's their idea yeah. of romance. Like, let me show you that I could pay for shit. No, let I'm me t- show you I, I could take girl, care of you. What is I your experience totally since your partner is a Nigerian man? Yes, he is Nigerian Igbo. Just a girl bot. <laughs> First of all, this is a strict. I want my little girls, but <laughs> okay. But anyways, um, so my experience, honestly, like y'all are not off at all. Like one thing about Nigerian men, like in the gate, they want to win the game, mm. so they are very persistent because mm. in their mind, they're literally looking for a wife, like. That's what they're looking for. Like, yeah. they're not looking for just a girl, like, versus, like, black American men. They kind of just be looking for a relationship. No. African men are looking for a wife. Yeah, my wife. Because they're trying yep. to start a family. So whether they stay with you or not. Whether they're a good husband or not. Yeah. They're looking for a wife. Mm-hmm. So they come into the gate doing everything that a husband will do. Mm-hmm. So once you're in, I notice, yeah. and this is from my own, my own relationship, you know, I don't mind being open. I notice those things calm down. And that's what men in general, too, though. They, I agree with men in general, but from mm. my, my own experience of dating no, black right. American men. I ain't gonna men, lie, no. you right. They like to entertain, no lie. Like, Facts. you have a lot more fun. You have a lot more fun with black Ooh. American men. But it's like you have to really Ooh. you have to really know what you want in a relationship. So, in what my relationship, my men... You said what? No, what type of fun right. are we talking about? I mean, They'll all types of... <laughs> No, they date you. No, that's not what you just said. Just they really me. do. You have fun. Like, y'all be going yeah. out. Y'all be doing stuff. Like, y'all always, like, 
Yeah. It's always it's entertainment going yeah. on when you're dating a black American man. But when you're dating an African man, once he has will- willed you in and you're in, it's time to sit at home kind it's of. It's wife auditions. I'm, I'm sorry, really but at home. you're 100%. It's wife auditions. 100% you're right. Yeah. They want you to be more... Just stay at home it's and like, be I've with got each you other now. all day. Mm-hmm. I've got you now, so you know your role. All, the, just, all that stuff was just to get you. Yeah, just I'm hungry. You. Are you going to cook? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it really gets to that point. And it's Temporary. like, I do feel like with with um younger Nigerian men, because the older ones, hey, don't waste your time. But the younger <laughs> Nigerian men, once you notice that you can talk to them to get them to see that. Because like I said, they're just doing what their parents did. Yeah. They're doing what, they, what they're taught, what they think, you know, helps us to go, but... You can get them to change that shit. Yeah, but, I totally agree. Yeah. And I think black men are more attentive. Yes. Oh my you know, God. I say mm. the one. Atten- mm, you be thinking you, know, you, you in a whole other world. <laughs> you forget about your own world. Wow. I'm joking, I'm joking. Did no, I do shot. think that black men are more attentive, like... You know, if you walk in the door and you feel, you know, you look inside, I notice a black man be like, damn, baby, what's wrong? And African men, have you cooked? <laughs> they don't give a you hell know, what you're looking. They walk up to you be like, can't you I'm see sad. that I'm mad? I'm you know sad. what? I'm but mad. I will say this. Um, black men's relationship with women are different. Yes. Okay. In general. Okay. Because yeah. I think that a they lot of African... It's that it's, the, it's it's a different relationship with their mothers. Um, because I think that That's black men... Point. With their mothers, um, they have learned to respect their mothers mm-hmm. and, and take care of their mom. Take care of their mom because the dad wasn't there. Because they're, you know, what I'm saying they've learned. Um, it, it's kind of like an oxymoron because in the, in the same sense, it's part of what is also detrimental to men in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you move with your mama like that's your husband mm. in a sense but i feel that 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 nature also has allowed them to understand like this is what women like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i know i know how to get and, you. and i do think that's why black men be the best at like playing women because yeah. they have Ooh. learned the ma- the skill of like what women want exactly. like they know like all i gotta do is buy her this take her here Show her this view. Text her every day. Good. good morning. Exactly. Like, this is stuff that, you know, this would get my They know how to play the role. African men are obvious. They cannot sneak anything past they you. They can't because, like, with their relationships with their moms, it was very much like, you the woman, so you doing all this shit for me. And what I witnessed is that you... You just take care of shit. Like, yeah. I don't be witness. It's not all that. Daddy don't got to do all of that to get you to do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand that that is part of, like, Ooh, that's a good to point. teach me how to, to love or teach me how to be a, a good wife or to get me to do what I want to do. You got to invest in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the similarities between black and African men. So I think that... When we talk of similarities, men, all men are men. And that's where I'm Thank going. you. All men are men. Deep. It all boils down. They all still act the same. Like, they still going to lie. They still going to do what they want to do. They still going to have emotional unintelligence, all that. And men lie, okay? <laughs> lie. All black men lie. All black African men lie. Lie. You know, the same African man that be so sweet and romance you Baby here. Grand they will have a Nigeria. They will have a, a family in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think that some of the similarities between, like, you know, the African man and the black um, American man, they both played this game, you know what I'm saying, in the beginning to get you in. And then it's just. It is what it is from there. It don't be. It really don't be that. It's like, like well. It just really don't be that. Like, I really feel like, you know, like we said, like, you know, African men, they go hard courting you in the beginning. You know, relationship, 
is dead. I've always felt that African men treat American women better than they treat African women. I do agree. I, I've I've literally I've witnessed. I've always it. felt that because it's like, I, and, and that is on any level of African rights. Because it's like, you know, we have our fob fresh off the boat people that's actually a terrible term those fresh from you know nigeria people Mm -hmm. then you know you may have people that like our 0.5 immigrants moved here and assimilated then you have people that ain't never been in nigeria they this is their home um and i find that those even those that like have grown up here but they still have an attachment to their um to the to nigeria i feel like they still tend to have these expectations of like Bitch, you Nigerian. You know that you're supposed to cater to me. Like, they stop do. playing with me. But they will turn on their black boy swag for black girls. Like, that. they know how to romance black girls. And they know how to do... And you know, not black, but American girls. Like, you know, they, they know how to do all of that for American girls. But if it's like me, there's an expectation of like, Dami, come on, is your name not Dami? Like, that's how they be trying to talk to me. <laughs> like... Yeah, I think it's the same way the way she said, you know, when we African women, we have certain expectations as for African men. Like, you don't have your degree, why? You know, yeah. what's the issue, yeah. you know? Or you don't have this strength of money, why? What's the issue? Yeah, I was definitely yeah. going to say it go back and forth because, like, you know, just how they're approaching you, like, you know, they treat you, you will, see, you will literally see them, with, you will literally witness them, like, treating a black American woman, like, in some type of romantic way. Mm-hmm. And they come to you and kind of be like, you know, Grab that cup, pull me some water, or whatever yeah, right. he wants to say. Yeah, but you know, I agree with Erica, like, because he already know in back his mind your mentality. Yeah. So right. now he's just acting, you know, yeah. according, you know, right. according to the situation. Like, yeah. When you see a black American woman, he know, like, you we, know, we're just like we're not you from know, the same culture, exactly. So now so I can softer. be more. And I don't have it's to understand. It's it. Thank you. And actually, it's it's less understanding, which which leaves room for more freedom. Uh, okay explain that okay so okay for example i'll even give you guys the spill of what my boyfriend told me his you know his past of dating like african women and he's my boyfriend grew up in nigeria so like he's nigerian like he not on some right uh, american no he's full out nigerian even to a point where he he would never even date black american girls i'm the first one he's ever dated um when he (laughs) used to date um you know nigerian girls they will come to him with certain you know, aspects, you know, what they wanted. Like, mm. let's say we go on a date. Oh, I need you to pay for this. Oh, I need right. you to, to do this. Oh, uh, are you in school? Are you doing this? You know, all this stuff. But when it comes to him dating me, I never, I've never, like, brought those things up in the gate. You right. know what I'm saying? I left room for him to just talk about who he is. You right. know what I'm saying? Hey, who are you? Because that's because we are groomed to find spouses, Right, like and I for, and I do especially agree. Especially in America as African kids or whatever, there is this underlying pressure of like, even if you do get married, you better get married to an African. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when whenever we are in this case of like, oh, fuck, I found an African that maybe might be compatible. Right. It do end up being innately like, gee, I got to see if this is compatible before I start getting excited. Exactly. Before I start mm-hmm. feeling like this yeah. is even something yeah. my mother would accept. I got to just get these questions that I know she going to hit you with. Yep. Yeah. And, but and- it, Oh, sorry. But it makes me feel, um, in a way, sorry for, and I always think about women first. It makes me feel sorry for, like, you know, African women because I personally know a lot of African women who have that mindset, like, hold on, let me not get excited. Let me make sure his credentials together. Yeah. And let's just say, okay, his his credentials are together. Shorty credentials together. Boom. So now y'all dating, and you don't really love him like that, but his credentials are together. So you marry him. And now he's a cheater. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's not giving you any love. Like, I... 
a lot of Nigerian relationships I know are not authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's very unfortunate. It's just to please your parents. It's to please your parents. Yeah. yeah. And it's all unfortunate in the name for, of culture. For yeah. them. Yeah. You're not experiencing real love. I agree because I was one of those where I was like, oh, I want to be with a Nigerian Christian man. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I really, you know, and, you know, even the black men, I didn't even give them a chance. You know, like I would like them. I mean, my baby, my baby, his father is a black man. You know what I'm saying? And for the longest, even when we we're dating, I just put him off because he was black. I loved him. I'm in love with him. I'm like, okay, he's perfect. I, you know, but I'm just like, what will my mom say? What will my dad say? Right. Or like when it comes down to certain things, would he understand, you know, you know, would the culture be so much of a difference? Would it like, you know, later on interfere in a relationship where we wouldn't understand each other? And there's certain things culturally that we may not get with each other, you right. know, which is bound to happen, which is fine, you know, but you know, it was when I had a talk with my mom and she was like, girl, Nigerian man you better don't limit yourself don't hold yourself back you know what I'm saying for me as long as you're a black man period I'm just you know right. I'm not opposed I'm a, to if you're dating out of, out of your race right. or whatever but I, you, from, you know at this point I'm just like as long as you're a black man you know um, and from there I'm just like okay you know I've been closing my own door holding myself back and I'm just like let me just give you a chance and then bitch I'm pregnant but you know <laughs> <laughs> okay a black man gets you pregnant for sure look, look facts no oh, it's fun you haven't trust me okay. it's fun baby that's but yeah we tend to hold ourselves back because all in the name of you know appearance or culture or just want to uphold a certain look like oh i want them to see that i'm with this and he's a doctor and he's this and that yeah but he's beating my ass behind closed doors right and i don't even like him because it's like i think that a big thing that comes up is maybe this idea of family like we've kind of said that family mm-hmm. so especially i want to ask you how what what aspects of both of y'all families do you want to take like tradition that's a like? good oh my god that's such a good question to bring up because I think about that often because, you know, we have a daughter now. So I just think about, you know, how I want her to, you know, receive family. So me and my boyfriend, we obviously, we both come from um, big families. There we go. So like I come Mm -hmm. from a family of six. He comes from a family of four. Mm -hmm. And did I say that right? One, two, yeah, four. So um, it's just the dynamics between like how we do things versus how they do things are very different. Mm -hmm. So me and my siblings, we are like best friends you know right. what i'm saying like we're very close um we do everything together we support each other it's just that kind of way and it's like him and his siblings they are close don't get me wrong but the level of support i notice is very different than how black americans I support feel that. each other as siblings so, yeah, yeah so yeah, it brings yeah. me back to mm-hmm. what you said earlier dami like how you're talking about it's you guys are you know pretty much looking for this husband because you're thinking about family right but a lot of the nigerian families that i see are not really family like 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 and it's not and i I don't want to say it in a way like they're not family like they you know trying to harm each other or or something Mm -hmm. like that but there's not a real relationship there yeah like everyone just be like okay this is my mom this is my dad these are my siblings but there's not something that's really really deep everything Mm -hmm. is formal Almost, you know, yeah, okay, I, you I know, definitely, right. I see what you're saying, and because you know, in the same sense, in the same way you said that, it's the same way as Africans, we pride ourselves on being family based, right? Yep. Like we're so family oriented. Yeah. Because nothing, some things that I did notice with um, black people, I feel like they're quicker to be like, man, even though you're my mom and my brother, but if you you're being a, a problem in my life, I'm going to let you go. I have to cut you off. Yeah. But as Nigerians, as Africans, they we won't. don't do that. You know, because we're like, we're family. So even if you were stealing from me, you're hurting me, 
But you're my mama, you're my brother, my cousin. I'm going to still hold you mm-hmm. down because you're my family. Yeah. But I think what we do lack as Africans is the intimacy, you know. Intimacy. You know, yeah. within family. We, we're yeah. not intimate with each other. The, the, the love, love is softness. Yeah. Like, the I don't kindness. Think I, hear, I love you when I be. We, we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. African families. Like, I don't hear that word like, oh, I love you. And like, true acceptance. Yeah, true you know. Acceptance. Yeah. Like, I definitely can tell, like, the love is obviously there. Like, it's not like they don't right. love each other. It's there, but no one is comfortable with expressing emotions. Like, I don't think African people, like African families truly know how to express emotions to each other. Yeah. And I'm only speaking from a Nigerian African position. I don't know about others. I feel like this is a general West African, let me even say West African, you know, but mm-hmm. I think this is a general West African thing where mm-hmm. we don't know how to be soft with each other. Yeah. You know how, I mean, we even talk about it growing up. Like we have to hide a certain part of ourselves from our family. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want our family to know we do this or we do that or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, the same way we say, we see our black friends, like they drink with their family and they turn up with their family. But yeah. like, you finna drink in front of your mama mm-hmm. you know you can't do that right. as you right. know, as an african you know right which i mean don't get me wrong with that i do understand because i grew i definitely grew up with someone who's older and she's from the south so they're drinking you know with my fa- with my older elders that's mm-hmm. not even a thing so it just depends on the black family and i that. think yeah. that that's the thing that we don't talk about enough like the similarities especially when you talk about southern black culture yeah. like and you know yeah. like culture that's really attached to blackness right not saying that northern people don't got no culture but like you know when we talk about people from the it's south quite similar to we're, African we're talking culture. about people that literally have it's generations really of people that start like they're Afro- they were slaves, first generation slaves. Yeah. So they kept that culture. Yeah. Like yeah. no matter what. So I think we don't talk enough about how some of these things are really at the core of it. Like at the core of it, black people are about family. Yeah. You know are. what I'm saying? Like we, we are. are. And about respect. Without respect. And we just Facts. love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You will never see black people causing harm unless harm has been put onto us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Never. That's that's a good point. I think we're definitely a quick little just quick little tea. Um, you know how we're all big on respect and um so my quick little tea. So you know, like, you know, as black people as a whole, you know your elders like unless you're in a you're in a professional setting, even some professional setting, you call your elders like Miss something, Mister. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't call them by their name. So I had it's like a little family situation where the lady called her father in law by his first name. Ooh. But mind you, she's not black. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's so like as a black person, whether you're African or not, you know you're not finna call your father in law. No. Hello, David. No. It's like, what? You don't say Mr. David. <laughs> Mr. David. At say least. grandpa. At the very or least, say just Mr. say Mr. You know what? Don't even call him nothing. Just, just call up. them by their last Hello, name. Hello, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's another, you know, a black and African thing that we do have in, culture, in, in common. Like, we're family oriented. Respect is a big thing. Don't disrespect yeah. me, you so know. your elders. Don't play yes. with your elders. Okay. Like you do not play with your elders. But I do feel like this new generation, they be playing with their elders. They don't have they no elders. Playing. They really don't have no elders. They That's really they don't. Problem. They don't know who their elders are. They're confused. There's too many young people doing too much. It's old people don't know that they old. So it's all of them. It's all of them doing that shit. But you know what, child? I, I feel like I feel like when it comes to African and and black and all of that stuff dating, I feel like. We're a new generation that's really going to really bridge the gap. I agree. We are definitely changing the way um, black people date in general. Like, we literally let go in these, we're let go in culture norms. We're like kind of just seeing like what works specifically for our relationships. Mm-hmm. So, I do think a lot of 
changes are definitely going to come about in black relationships in general. And I think that we, you know, I think that we are like truly accepting each other for who we are. Because I think a lot of the the fear was that you wouldn't accept my culture. I wouldn't accept your yeah. culture. Yeah. But I think now, you know, post a Black Panther society, post the Africa is King society or Black is King society is mm-hmm. like we have merged. At the cultures. end of the day, we are one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Like even just me being in a relationship where my, you know, my boyfriend is like, you know, 100% Nigerian, like, his culture, like, nothing about it bothers me. Right, right. Nothing, right, because right. I'm around it all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm being, you know, Im- immersed in this culture, and it's re- it's respectful. It's a rich culture. And I think also because you're open to it, too. Yes, you know? exactly. Because there are some situations where, you know, some people may not be so open. Because, you know, I with agree. Africans, the way we greet our elders, you may have to bend down and you that. Right. Some mm-hmm. people see it as, I'm not going to bend down and you down to some, to, you know, bow, bow down to anybody. Mm-hmm. So you also being open to it. Yeah. So I think that's what makes a relationship work is mm-hmm. both parties, whether you're African or you're black, you have to be open to both cultures. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that be, that's the problem with, like, black relationships. Sometimes we're not willing to, like, maybe saying, like, you know, women only women should submit. It's, it's, it's both ways. Like, okay. We both should be okay. submitting to each other because that's the only how we're going to be able to work. Like, you need to understand where I'm coming from as well as I need to understand where you're coming from. And we need to work to make sure that we're going to meet each other's standards yeah, and meet right. each other's, you know, expectations and everything. Like, so... Yeah, I think that's that's it. That that's pretty much it. That's well said, John. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like this. This was a good time. It was. It yeah. was fun to really get into it on yeah. a deeper level. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So I think that's pretty much it for our topics for the day. And we're gonna end it with a quote. And basically the quote says, um, I believe that two people are connected at the heart. It doesn't really matter what they do, who they are, where they're from, what their culture is, where they live. There are no boundaries or barriers if two people are willing to work and if they're destined to be together. Okay. So if you're meant to be, you're meant to be. You're meant to Black, be, baby. African, or not. We are all one. And y'all, this, Ashley, thank you again. Of course. For of being on here. We you appreciate you. Shout out your social so people can follow you. Um, please follow me at underscore Cash Malone. That's underscore Cash Malone Instagram. That's all I have. All right. That's awesome. Thank you all. And this is Cross Culture. Up down like my scraper, feeling dangerous. I thought you was my anchor, but you ain't shit and on some real shit. Tell me what the problem is. Say you go do better, but it's always just the opposite. How you fumble the baddest bitch? Are you a dumb nigga? You got nerves telling me all these threats when you wrong. That's a big trigger. How you figure? Ain't the woman that you thought you was humping thoughts. Fucking narcissist, you just made you go high.